0: Welcome to the Bliss Seekers podcast. Our podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every major platform Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast and please enjoy the show.
1: I don't necessarily consider myself to be like a tough person or a mean person like Now that I have developed a a greater understanding of myself, I would say I'm incredibly sensitive. Okay. You know, like, my feelings get hurt, (laughs) and then I get real, uh, well, sad. I I guess my feelings get hurt, then I get sad, and as opposed to being sad, then I would rather be mad, you know, make that person pay for making me sad. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I guess that I got into, uh, you know, martial arts through the videos at blockbuster through my exposure through my stepfather and then through uh pop warner football is where i learned how to like bully other kids gotcha and then i kept bullying other kids all the way till like today
0: welcome back to the show today we have a very special guest he's a health and fitness enthusiast a family man a father of three a professional mixed martial arts competitor and an entrepreneur please welcome to the podcast Ivan Batnich
1: what's up Isaac how are you good how thanks, are you <laughs> thanks for having me on the show it's a uh, pleasure and an honor that you would consider to have me on your show and uh, thank you for the opportunity yeah no problem I mean I know we go back
0: like what a decade uh, at least yeah so we go back a ways. Um, uh, for those who don't know, obviously nobody knows unless they know us, but we got to know each other on a indoor professional indoor football team.
1: Right. The American Indoor Football Association, uh, San Jose Wolves. Yeah.
0: It's a funny story because they were called the San Jose Wolves, but we played in Daly City, which was kind of All right, crazy. Yeah. Palace. <laughs> yeah. so um, So we got to know each other on the indoor football team. I was actually the... Well, first i was like an intern and then i became kind of like the director of football operations which mm-hmm. was just like a fancy way to say i do everything the gm doesn't want to do you know what right. i mean and uh you had gotten signed to the team and you you pl- you played or you practiced with us for a couple of times and you're you're on the team as or, or trying to get on the team as
1: well uh well basically I went to the open tryouts that were hosted at uh, San Jose City College over here. Yeah. So initially, I went to the open tryout at San Jose City. I got invited back for the second open tryout at De Anza College. Then from the De Anza uh, tryout, they invited me to the uh, to the practices. And then uh, basically, I got signed to the team through the open tryout. Yeah, which was a big deal because I think we had like 300... 300- or plus people at that open track. It was deep. It was uh, it was you know highly competitive. It was just around the time that the movie about the Philadelphia Eagle guy had come out. <laughs> what was that? Was that the one with Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, the Mark Wahlberg yeah. movie. Yeah. So they have they hosted you know uh, fulfill your dreams trap for the team. We had uh, you know there were guys who had been out of football for quite some time. I had just actually come back from playing at Washington State at the time and uh, had been training specifically to try to reembark on a football journey and as I was uh concurrently going to finish up my degree in uh kinesiology at Cal State East Bay. Okay. So I was <clears throat> a student at Washington State, injured my quad, came back to San Jose, uh you know, kind of squandered my time for about a year or two in my perspective and then I uh, got some information about the open tryout, and then just kind of uh, took a leap of faith, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, and so you played at Washington State. Uh, did you play there, or how long were you at Washington State for? Well, so I'm I'm local. So I went to Los Gatos High School. From there, I played football at West Valley College. I was a standout, uh, honorable mentional American linebacker. Got invited to train, or not to train, but got invited to Washington State uh, pack 12, pack 10 at the time. And, uh, shortly after my arrival, I tore my quad. I had ruptured my quad. So I didn't play a single snap. I was on a scout team and, uh, you know, injured reserve. Yeah. So I spent a semester at Washington state and then, uh, drove home on my 22nd birthday. Wow. 16 hours. That's
0: crazy. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, you know, they say, when something doesn't work out it's not really like a rejection it's kind of like a redirection yeah detours detours I've had a few detours yeah <laughs> so so let's talk about that obviously um you know i'm from
1: the bay area you also mm-hmm. grew up in the bay area whereabouts did you grow up well interestingly enough uh we're here in Campbell, California i grew up actually if you were to take Campbell Avenue straight down to dry Creek or actually dry Creek, which is a close by street over here, yeah. I live within walking distance to where we are currently, or I grew up within walking distance from where we are. So I went to uh, Los Gatos high school, Blossom Hill elementary school, Fisher middle school, but I grew up partially in Los Gatos, partially in San Jose by books in elementary school. Okay. Uh, my mother and father were, you know, they were separate so i'm extremely local to where we are currently
0: that's awesome i actually went to Bookson for half of a year interesting yeah (laughs) Yeah, because i grew up on the east side Mm -hmm. but since my parents didn't want me to get involved in the gangs and all that they sent me to private school and there was only one private school in the entire east side of san jose and it was called liberty baptist right but it went only up to fifth grade so we moved halfway through the year from the east side to the south side Kind of like off of um, Mer- uh, Meridian, kind of Cherry, that kind of area, yeah, right? I'm familiar. Yeah, so then I went to Books Inn for like half half a semester. That's cool. <laughs> or half a year, whatever they called it back then, right? Yeah. So I'm familiar with Books Inn, right? The school year. Yeah. And and that's crazy. So you grew up literally like a couple blocks away from here.
1: Yeah, I've spent uh, most of my life in this area. I was born at uh, Santa Clara Kaiser. Okay. Winter was on... Uh, kylie santa Clara kaiser on kylie back in 1985. so so true bay area south bay kids south bay native yeah Uh, south bay native i've got lots of stories in lots of different places they're just uh, i'm becoming overwhelmed with different anecdotal experiences
0: (laughs) so just a question so are you
1: only child Do you have siblings i have uh three three siblings i've got my older sister uh we share the same parents then my younger brother and sister i've got a a younger sister who's the next one down and then my younger brother we have uh the same mother
0: oh okay yeah yeah so you're kind of like in the middle
1: sort of i'm the youngest on one side you know the baby so you're the baby on one side on one side of my family i'm the baby and on the other side i'm the second oldest
0: Oh, okay that that's kind of a unique dynamic there because usually when you're the baby like Everything like kind of spoiled, yeah. Right. But then when you're the oldest, you have all the responsibility. So what was that like? Kind of being the the youngest, but then also the oldest.
1: Uh, in retrospect, like uh, I would say that being the youngest has its uh, you know benefits, but uh, interest. Well, so when I was fourteen, right, my father died. So oh, then sorry, I just I went to that. spend spend time one hundred percent with my mother. Mm-hmm. and, uh, my stepfather who was, he married her when I he was maybe four, two, three or four. So he's been in my life, been a consistent person in my life for quite some time. But, uh, yeah, I was the youngest kind of what I would perceive as spoiled. You know, I kind of did whatever I wanted to. And then if I had like troubles over at my mother's house, I would go hang out with my father <laughs> and do this and that. And then, uh, after he died, then I was over there. Then I had more of a, uh, more expectations you know to help be more helpful and like be a leader in my family and like be a role model to my younger siblings so i would say that being an older child of the children has its uh unique you know unique dynamic you you are supposed to in my perspective be a role model and be a leader to your to your like my younger brother, I want to be a leader or yeah. a role model or example. So how much him. younger is he than you know? Uh, he's nine years younger than I am. Oh, wow. So and he so he, I, um, he must look up to you a lot then. I mean, he's 26. I'm 20 or oh, I'm 35. So, oh. I mean, I would like to think I'm someone to look up to. <laughs> probably growing up, though, he probably looked up to oh, you yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. You know, he played football. I played football. I wrestled. He wrestled. uh you know for better for worse i like maybe influenced him to use tobacco products okay you know.
0: <laughs> so he did kind of emulate you a little bit in some ways yeah yeah and then so just real quick because i you mentioned los gatos right? right so i remember growing up in the bay area especially the south bay los gatos was a dominant team in sports they, right they, you know they were like the cream of the crop uh so Tell us a little bit about that. I know, I know you played sports at Los Gatos when right. you went there. Yeah, What was that like,
1: playing sports for Los Gatos and going to Los Gatos High School? I would say that it was idyllic. I mean, I was uh, the team captain for all of my sports teams that I participated on in my uh, senior year. I was an all-CCS competitor. I got voted uh, most athletic in the whole school. I got, wow. a, I got a plaque. I got voted most unathletic in my school. Right. <laughs> so I was the polar opposite. So, yeah, I mean... In retrospect, I would say that I had a uh a very charmed uh high school experience. Okay. Like uh I basically did whatever I wanted to and uh, I cut class all the time and I didn't <laughs> do my homework and I just excelled on the uh the athletic on the athletic field and then uh, like I said I did perform well. So I was like a All-CCS competitor in football of uh, league outstanding defensive uh, player of the year and stuff like that. Uh, I took second in CCS. I think that had I been more focused on wrestling than I was on football, I think that I probably would have performed better. And then now in retrospect, being that I'm a, an MMA fighter, I think that had I focused more on my, my wrestling development, I would be potentially further along than I am now or more, more developed, but, uh, you know, hindsight's 2020. Yeah um that's very true so i have a question though did you model
0: yourself who were like your your role models growing up as far as like football players or athletes
1: anybody you modeled yourself after well so like in los gatos for example it kind of has a small a small town vibe and uh especially within athletics there are people to look up to so i remember being in middle school and then all the middle schoolers would go to the Los scouts high school football games so we'd see people uh perform well and then like you want to emulate them some people that stand out as people that i i guess looked up to you know there's trent edwards i don't know if you know yeah, the, of him he played on the on the bills uh jared allen you know he was on yeah. the minnesota vikings and some other teams, you know, wow, big defensive defensive guy. I didn't know Jared Allen went to Los Gatos. He only went for one year, allegedly, uh, yeah. But, he was one of the greatest defensive ends that ever played the game. Right, yeah. yeah. And then, um, <clears throat> so we used to sit around and, like, in the coaches, uh, the coach had a film room. So we would, like, go and look at uh, highlight, highlight films from certain teams. And I remember looking at, like, the 1999, 2000 team was uh, legendary because of, like, all the people who who played and how they would blow people out and all this stuff. But, you know, there's... In terms of of people looking up to as a a young person, you know, interestingly enough, uh, Trent Edwards is always, you know... And it was like, oh man, you know Trent Edwards, yeah. you know all-American yeah. g- kind of guy. He was good for for a
0: while until he got to the NFL. <laughs> and then I'd, I mean, he had some pretty good good years. I don't know if it was coaching or if it was what it was, but he was highly highly touted.
1: Yeah, he was like the number one recruit in the whole nation. Yeah. When I was a a freshman, I remember there was like college coaches there all the time. Uh, he had been recruited, but are like, uh, <clears throat> the elite 11, you know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with like quarterbacks, mm-hmm. but every year there's like the top 11 quarterbacks in the nation high school get, uh, invited to a camp, like a special quarterback camp. Yeah. So, you know, he was on the Gatorade, the whole deal.
0: Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So you know like you mentioned you you did wrestling right right and uh i remember you also kind of had like a little mean streak when you were on the football team you know yeah um when did you realize that like fighting or like mma was kind of like your niche or you know because i mean you played probably lots of sports your whole life and like you said you focused more on football was that you know well, well there's two questions when did you realize that fighting was going to be your your main thing mm-hmm. And uh, did you focus more on football just because of the popularity of football? Um,
1: Or was it just because that was your your favorite thing to do? Well, thinking back, right, I first got exposed to like mixed martial arts uh, or martial arts period. I I was first exposed to martial arts as a youth. My stepfather, he had this uh, or has a company called South Bay Mortgage, uh, you know, loans and real estate, stuff like that. Uh, He used to sponsor local ISKA kickboxing events when I was a kid, and then I got to see like uh, this guy Javier Mendez. I'm not sure if you're familiar with who he is, but he's the coach of the world famous AKA team, you know, uh, Khabib and all these guys. But I saw Javier Mendez fight when I was as a youth, and then I was exposed to kickboxing, American kickboxing, as uh, as like a, a grade schooler, and then I always kind of had an inkling to, to learn how to do these types of things, you know, be aggressive or whatever. And then I would see the UFC tapes, like on the bottom row at Blockbuster. I'd yeah. go, go to my dad's house on the weekends and I'd be like, oh, can I rent this movie? And he would let me. Yeah. And then so I'd watch the, the, the UFC, UFC 1. And then I wanted to wrestle or like learn shoot, shoot fighting as a middle school kid. And then when I was uh, in sixth grade, that was when I first started playing football. And I remember I used to be a little portly, kind of spoiled, you know, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was playing football, and then Pop Warner, they have weight classes. So I ended up being too heavy to play with the school-age kids, my my peers. So they bumped me up onto the older team. Oh, wow. And then as, a, as being younger and less developed than the older kids, I took a pounding, like, all year. <laughs> and then I kind of developed a mean streak from that. In, in my perspective so an adversity
0: kind of became i guess you could say a blessing because it made you tougher
1: yeah i mean like i don't necessarily consider myself to be like a tough person or a mean person like now that i have developed a a, a, a greater understanding of myself i would say i'm very incredibly sensitive okay you know like my feelings get hurt <laughs> and then i get real uh well sad I, I guess my feelings get hurt then i get sad and as opposed to being sad then i would pr- rather be mad you know make that person gotcha. pay for making me sad yeah uh so yeah i guess that i got into uh you know martial arts through the videos at blockbuster through my exposure through my stepfather and then through uh pop Warner football is where I learned how to like bully other kids. Gotcha. And then I kept bullying other kids all the way till like today, always (laughs) still still kind of bully people a little bit here and there, but
0: now you get paid to bully people.
1: I mean, yeah, but, uh, in my, in my, uh, experiences now, like anecdotally speaking, trying to overpower people or, you know, oppress them, like in a fighting aspect, you're just going to get yourself tired and you're going to meet somebody who is either stronger than you or has better conditioning than you. I think that there are better ways to go about, you know, beating people. Yeah. Mentally. Mm-hmm. Mentally is a big one. Yeah, right? big time. So, and then the
0: other question was, why did you choose football over wrestling? Were you better at football?
1: Was it just a kind of like the, the most popular sport? Uh, well, it's interesting because... Uh, I remember as a, as a kid, right? I was like 14 years old, uh, a freshman in high school. So I played the football season. I was on the frosh soft team. And then I was on the frosh soft team for wrestling, you know, freshman, sophomores, junior varsity. And then after my freshman year, my father died or my, after my freshman wrestling season, my father died. And then I got, uh, i guess so to speak taken under someone's wing my my buddy's friend or my buddy's uh older brother he used to go to the freestyle camp over here at Sunnyvale high school and so he would take me so i would meet my friend's older brother who had wrestled at uh i think john hopkins and then he would take me and then we would drill with each other at fremont high school the uh wrestler nation is what it's called now i guess or mm-hmm. the, the Sunnyvale rams or whatever but shout out to sunnyville high school you know that was a big outlet uh the wrestling but then as i got older like sophomore year i remember going from sophomore into uh junior year i wanted to like be a sophomore brought up on varsity on the varsity team i didn't get brought up as a sophomore onto the varsity football team i excelled on the frosh soft level Performed well, did well. I was the uh, junior varsity league champion, you know, as a a 189 pounder my sophomore year. Uh, And then I remember junior year, I was doing my football thing. And then a lot of people, like all my peers, weren't wrestlers. Only I wrestled. Right. So of my friend group, only I wrestled. And then I remember. you know kind of wanting to quit wrestling my junior year junior or my sophomore year skip my junior year of wrestling so i could focus on my football Mm -hmm. and then uh the coaches i went to talk talk to them they weren't they weren't too pleased with (laughs) what the decision that i had made they kind of talked me into it i had uh i never had a losing record Mm -hmm. but i lost more matches my junior year than i would have preferred i remember uh CCS, right? Being a CCS wrestler is like a big deal for a lot of people. So I didn't make the C- the second day of CCS. I think I placed third in league as a junior at 215s. I wrestled 215s as a junior in, in high school. And then I went to uh, <clears throat> CCS, you know, the sectional championship, mm-hmm. and I didn't make the second day. And I was very disappointed. And then uh, I just I didn't go to any wrestling camps. My junior to senior year, I didn't do anything – uh, in regards to wrestling, I just kind of paused gotcha. my wrestling, just, uh, geeked out on the weights, I okay. just went straight to the weight room at right after school would stay in the weight room. And, uh, my senior year, I guess the coaches didn't even know if I was going to wrestle or not, but I decided to wrestle as a, as a senior and I excelled. I got league. I was a league champion my senior year. Uh, I did do, I placed second in CCS, which is the sectional championships. I lost to like our rival, mm-hmm. It this interesting story. This guy, Brett, uh, Brent Walters, he was like a standout wrestling kid, uh, at 189s. I wrestled 189s my senior year. So Brent Walters, he beat me at our dual meet in overtime. And then I beat him at the league championship like a week later. And then another week later, he and I met in the finals of CCS. And, uh, you know, in retrospect, you know, I would say that it's one of my athletic regrets to, you know, maybe withhold my effort or for whatever reason. I don't know exactly why I lost, but I lost Mm. in the finals, you know, in front of all my my friends and family, et cetera, you know, choked in the moment. And I think that that kind of drove me also – uh, tearing my quad at Washington State drove me. Not getting like a scholarship right out of high school drove me right. to continue. Uh, not performing well enough on the Wolves to be in a starting position drove me into the next thing. Okay, so I would say that uh, not hitting the goal is generally what keeps me going. Yeah, and at least you
0: keep going because a lot of times people will because of that or they'll say oh it wasn't meant to
1: be or maybe this is god telling me it's mm-hmm. not for me right see i have uh a long time ago well not a long time ago but 2017 i had this video come out this guy self uh nelson enrique self-defined mm-hmm. he helped me produce this video and a t-shirt i used to uh, charter buses f- to fight i would fight on this dragon house show up in san francisco the oldest oldest and the best uh-huh. uh shout out to Zhang lao Uh, He hosts these shows up in San Francisco. I was main eventing one of his shows, and then I wanted to really try to hype it up and publicize it and all this stuff. So I went to meet with these guys to uh, develop a video, and I think that the adversity that I encountered, because I perceive like right when I got out of high school, I went to Foothill College, and I pulled my hamstring really bad, and then I quit. Mm -hmm. And then I went... To West Valley, excelled really well, or performed really well. Went to Washington State, tore my quad. Then I came home, which in my perception was quitting. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I kind of dwelled on that. And then I was like, "Oh, you can never quit. Qu- never quit." So we had this "never quit" T-shirt, oh. "never quit." And then I got so tired in that match. That's the only fight I lost. I would I would advocate watching it. I got uh, nominated for fight of the year, NorCal fight of the year, but it's a one round, uh, a one round wonder, super exciting. But I lost. I got uh, submitted in the first round after okay. totally caving the dude's head and like <laughs> just brutal. Yeah,
0: that's the crazy thing about mixed martial arts and MMA. It's like. I mean, unless the guy's
1: out, like th- there's always like a a chance. You really have to kill them. Like yeah. you have to try to kill the dude, which <laughs> yeah. is is it's crazy cuz like say traditional athletics like when the person gets hurt you stop. Yeah. You're supposed to stop. But in this athletic type of thing like I had always like out wrestled people or submitted them like my first few fights I submitted people in the first round or something like that. First or second round would submit them. And then I wanted to get a knockout. I never have, well, I have had a knockout. I did knock out a guy one time, but I always wanted to have like a, you know, a knockout, like an Epic knockout. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was my goal. And then I got so tired trying to do that. Just not like being unwilling, being stubborn. Yeah. And then also I think if your focus was like on not losing, as opposed to winning or not quitting. As opposed to winning, uh, you know where's your focus? Right. Your focus is on quitting. Your focus is on losing. Your focus is on this. It's not on performance. Like, oh, what do I want to do? I want to win. Yeah. All I want to do is win. Yeah. They say, uh,
0: you know, you get what you focus on. Right. Whether you want or whether you like it or not. Right. Right. And it's true. Like, I mean, especially in in a fight, like, uh, a sport like fighting, because it's mm-hmm. a, it's pretty much a lot of mental and mental toughness and confidence and, and stuff like that. It's a, it's a one-on-one sport. Cause you know, like, like football is a team sport, right? Um, wrestling is, is a one-on-one sport too. So you kind of right. have experience there and now you're back in a, a true, uh, modern day gladiator, you know, killer be
1: killed. Like, yeah, it's, uh, it's indescribable is what I would say. Like, I remember the first time Cause I always thought like I was a tough person. I used to get in like street fights and go to the bars and this and that. And, you know, I've had my, uh, you know, encounters with the law a few times here and there. <laughs> but, uh, when you're in that structured setting where you like go inside and everyone's looking at you and the lights are on you and then the, the guy closes the cage Yeah. and you're looking across you're like, wow, this guy's going to fight somebody. Yeah. And then you look around and you're like, shit, he's fighting me. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so it's kind of like uh the realization. You feel very isolated. Oh wow. You know, you're in there all by yourself.
0: Yeah. So so, so let, let's let's switch gears. Let's go back. So now you were you you were at Washington State, you mm-hmm. you got injured. You were trying with the Wolves, that didn't work out. And I know you got into the fitness game. Uh how did that start?
1: Well, I was actually uh well, let's say I've been a fitness proponent or enthusiast for quite some time i would say uh like los gatos Mm -hmm. when i was in high school was well known as like an off-season type of team so we would like gather and then run through our plays and have the off-season weight weightlifting programs and stuff like that so then initially when i left high school i went to foothill college and then i pulled my hamstring Mm -hmm. and then uh maybe that day you know like you're 18 years old, you make, you know, kind of quick decisions. So I went home, and I dropped out all my classes, <laughs> dropped them all, like before the the penalty. In college, you can drop classes before, you know, you get it on your uh, permanent record or whatever. Right, before, before you take them. Yeah, before you take a W, dropped without a W, basically. I just dropped all these classes. My mother was insistent that I be going to school. And so I found out that they had a personal training program. So I was thinking that I would never play football again and that I would just be a personal trainer. So then I joined the uh, Foothill uh, Personal Training Development Program, you know, NSCA, the National Strength and Conditioning Association. That was our textbook. Uh, So I got certified or at least had the inclination to become a certified personal trainer uh, at 18. And then by 19... Well, interesting. Anyway, so that's kind of what got me on that track. I was wanting to be a personal trainer at 18 after pulling my hamstring at Foothill. Was in the personal training program there. Ended up getting recruited to West Valley College by the coach over there. Uh, Finished up my certification between my sophomore and uh, junior year. So basically I took a year off Got the, uh, got some experience like in the school gym doing personal training for people. And then, uh, went to West Valley, got all my general education units, uh, before transferring to Washington state, I became a certified personal trainer. I took the test in Oakland. I actually had to take it twice. The NSC, I took it twice. I went to San Diego the first time and, uh, failed by like a 2% or something (laughs) like that. That sucks. Yeah. And then I... Uh, took it again in Oakland and then I passed at that time and then I became a trainer. I got my first training job at body firm in Los Gatos. I was 20, 20, years old probably as a certified personal trainer and had a few clients here and there. And then I was also working at this place called extreme fitness and sports, Chris Morton's extreme fitness and sports, uh, which is a well known, uh, athletic development place here in the South Bay. And so, uh, that's, basically how I got into it from there, uh, body firm, they required, uh, you to have your own business license because they hired you on as a independently contracted trainer. You're like 1099 at the end of the year. So as a 20, 20 year old, I went and got my business license and started doing independently contracted training at 20. And then when I returned home from Washington, that was when I became like a little bit more, uh, I would say, well, actually, I guess maybe right before I left, I was really, really doing it, like uh, training people five in the morning, this and that, that and this, the fitness.
0: Yeah. And so when did you decide, I want to open up my own gym? When did that happen?
1: Uh, Well, I decided that I wanted to open up a gym when I was 18, right? I thought I'm going to be a personal trainer and I know so much about training that I'm going to get myself to the division one level. And then push it as far as I can go and then utilize myself as uh, marketing material or as a resume builder. So to add credibility, like, look what I did for myself. I'm so credible. I can help everybody else do it. So yeah. that's kind of what began it. And it's just been continuous since then. Like yeah. I intend to open another gym eventually mm-hmm. and of course i'll use my likeness to promote myself yeah which is smart you know they go hand in hand right yeah i mean through fighting or through football like i have priceless content yeah you know? <laughs> look at what i can do right right yeah uh, um so but but you did have i
0: remember because you know i watched you th- on social media and you had actually opened up your own
1: did you own the building or did you just kind of have that that building as a lease building in 2014 i opened up my own facility uh IB Strong Strength and Conditioning. Uh, I was in a place at 1825 West San Carlos. It's now Fightcraft. Uh, Dwayne Ludwig's system is out of that space. Uh, it's pretty cool. I know the guy who, who owns the business in the gym, in, this, in the facility. I was renting the space, uh, 4,400 square feet. Uh the guy who owns the building is a, a pretty cool Korean guy. He's actually a martial arts person too. So we kind of geeked out on martial arts together. I mm-hmm. found out that he was a, uh, he would train troops. He would, he's Korean. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was American bases in South Korea. And he was commissioned by the United States government to help train The U.S. forces in like hand-to-hand combat and Mm. stuff like that. Allegedly, he has ten thousand black belts underneath him. (laughs) That's a lot. Allegedly, yeah. And so, I would kind of geek out on you know hearing his stories and this and that. So he and I cultivated like a friendly relationship, and uh, it motivated me to to go further in my martial arts. Like initially, I started doing martial arts in 2012, probably. Shortly after doing the wolves, the arena football thing, uh, then I fractured my orbit doing Oof. doing uh sparring, you know, okay. way way back when, and then that was kind of like an eye opening experience. I'm like, whoa, literally, you can get hurt doing this. <laughs> wow. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. So I had to have surgery. I had double vision if uh, I look around in, in some some gl- you know some vi- some. Some angles, I'll still have double vision.
0: So you still have lingering effects from that.
1: Right, and if you look at my eyes, you can see one is like lazy or lopsided or whatever. Yeah. but uh, well, I have a
0: lazy eye, and I didn't fracture anything, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that you know of. Yeah, that yeah. you know of. Yeah. Uh, it's true. I used to hit my head all the time when I was a kid on like stuff, so maybe that's yeah. what happened.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of the eye-opening experience. That's kind of what pushed me into uh, opening the gym, okay. was getting injured. I got injured. Uh, and you know, I would say a detour, yeah. And now, in retrospect, like now that I have more experience with martial arts, I know that that's actually very common, like, yeah, fracturing your face <laughs> or like b- breaking your nose very common. <laughs> Who would have thought, <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: and, and so I did notice that like your training went to like a different level at one point. Like, I was watching when you opened your gym, like, mm-hmm. you gotta, I mean you you've always been like fit but you got right. like extremely fit what what triggered that was it the was it the mixed martial arts did you just say i need to have more stamina what, what happened cuz i remember you went from from being like you know in shape to like yeah. being completely lean which is
1: or like yeah so uh, when I was playing football, I got at my largest, uh, 250 pounds. I was trying to play fullback and middle linebacker and uh, the arena arena level or whatever. Yeah, which fits for, fits for football because you yeah. need to take the pounding. You have yeah. to have the padding and stuff like that. And then uh, over the course of a few years, I... I started losing weight to start competing in martial arts. I had my first amateur mixed martial arts fights at light heavyweight, which is two hundred five. Mm-hmm. I would cut down from like two twenty five or two twenty to go fight at two hundred five. Then I fractured my eye socket, and then within six months of that, I like went head first into a wall training because I was not done when I first fractured my eye socket. I wasn't done at all. I took the time off and then r- like rehabbed myself or whatever, mm-hmm. try to get exceptionally strong, and then was training with, I think, like Luke Rockhold, AKA is like a very famous gym yeah, for I martial know Rockhold. arts. He's uh, also from, from the South. Santa thing. Cruz, Santa, Santa Cruz. Cruz. Santa Cruz, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I went head first in the wall and then like pinched some nerves in my <sighs> neck. And then my arm was all chicken, like all week. Wow. And I was like, no way, I, yeah. can't, I can't do it. So I stopped being fit, I didn't do anything. And I remember I just kind of dwindled, dwindled mm-hmm. down, dwindled down. And then one day I kind of like woke, like woke up and stepped on a scale. I was like 180 pounds. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and then uh, I would say what really motivated me to like get back in shape because I had opened up a gym and I was in a, in like a coaching. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but a lot of fitness people or gym owners kind of have like this coach's ego like, I've already been there and done that. I don't need to work out anymore. Yeah. Fuck that. But uh, that was kind of my perception. Like, oh, I've already done, been there, done that. I played Division One football. I played arena football. I had amateur fights. I don't need to work out anymore. Right. And uh, then I took a, a long look in the mirror. I realized how unaccountable I was. And uh, like my lifestyle habits were not appropriate also around the same time my uh, my wife got pregnant with our son uh he was born in 2015 I opened up the gym around 2014 at the end of 2014 October 2015 is when my son was born uh during the time of her pregnancy is when I started to get more healthful mm. but like I mentioned previous I used to be a tobacco user or mm-hmm. nicotine I used to be addicted to nicotine mm-hmm. and uh don't ever start doing that, by the way. Just anecdotally, don't ever yeah. do it. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> I stopped you know, being unfit, got back into working out. Uh, the gym that I had was not as profitable or as uh, popular as I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. upon initially opening. It was a, a fringe strength training place initially, like powerlifting, strongman, Olympic lifting, and uh, Highland Games. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that, but I'm a big kettlebell enthusiast. Okay. I always have been into, like, a barbell, barbell training or barbell sports. So I wanted it to be, like, a, a sanctuary for strength athletes. Mm-hmm. I found that it's a very high-impact uh, activity, as in, like, your equipment gets damaged, people come to your gym, stay there for, like, two to three hours, the toilets get just destroyed, you know, uh <laughs> It's just an interesting, interesting kind of, uh, experience when you find out like, oh, wow, I thought that was going to be this way and it was really this way. Yeah. And then, so I started reaching out to more of my martial arts community. I brought in this guy, uh, Paul Buentillo. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. I've heard of him. He's famous. Yeah. Uh, in the martial arts scene. I did some, some strength training and, uh, conditioning for him in some of his most recent fights and, uh, abu dhabi he fought in abu dhabi warriors or something like that and uh he asked me to spar with him and i was like okay yeah sure i'll go spar <laughs> and so i sparred and then uh the feedback that i received in terms of like how i performed right was that i still was good enough to to continue doing it wow i was like okay because I remember like I rode my bicycle from my gym and I like was smoking cigarettes and we went down there and <laughs> and like sparred these pros, these active pros and just in my perspective put it on them, yeah, and then I went back and I was like, okay, well, I should probably probably take him a little more seriously uh, shortly after that, I got a fight on an Indian reservation, like a warm up fight. Uh-huh. That's an interesting story by itself, <laughs> but I got a, the warm up fight performed really well in the warm up fight. And then if you really want to test your metal, you know, clash your swords, you go to AKA over yeah. here in San Jose. That's the, you know, cream of the crop. So I got myself, you know, real fit and in shape, went to AKA, did well, you know, in my perspective, did well enough to continue. And then I got my pro debut. I had my pro debut debut of November 2016, right before I was going to turn 31. Wow. So I was 30 years old, turned pro as a mixed martial artist. At the Dragon House, I think Dragon House twenty six, I fought Neil the Real Deal Johnson. Wow! So that's kind of how I, that that whole thing progressed. So you you quit sm- you quit tobacco. Let's just say I would say that I quit tobacco or nicotine products within the last year. Okay, oh, how how do you- haven't used it for maybe six months. And
0: you were still fighting and a still great athlete while using tobacco products. I was a chewing, I was oh, a the chew. chew. Yeah. yeah. I chewed. Well, I played baseball, so I understand how chew, you know, that's, yeah. I mean, if you weren't chewing tobacco, I mean, you were chewing sunflower seeds or something. Yeah. that's part of baseball, right? Right. But it's just crazy.